something to eat and when you get to the last bite all you find yourself saying is I want some more of that yeah so some more of that yeah praise is like that praise is like that you get you get to the end of the time when he's singing but I still want to sop a little bit yeah I need a biscuit to get a little bit more praise and Sometimes I get up here like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sop you some more praise up. <laughs> yeah. Sopping up on this. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh. Let me gather myself so I can try to talk to you a little bit this morning. It's, it's going to be a little bit different message. A little bit different going back to my childhood, pull something out that has some relevance, I think, from a spiritual standpoint. But it also framed us from a secular standpoint. And sometimes I think people don't know the difference between the two. Before I do, I want us to celebrate the presence of Brother Walter Miles, who's here today. He is here. He is a member of the United States military. We celebrate him all the time. And he came in to visit with us today. Come on, stand up for us there. Yes, sir. We've been celebrating Staff Sergeant Miles since he was a, I mean, I'm sorry, mean. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Staff Sergeant Means since he was a private. Yeah, the pictures have just been changing and changing, changing. Have you been, as you've been getting promoted, you might not even know that. Yeah, your, your daddy keep bringing us new pictures when you get promoted. And we're just as proud as we can be. And on behalf of sometimes an unworthy nation, thank you for your service. Thank you. And so here we are today, we want to talk about Christmas and what it means, what it, what it, what it means. 
And I want to use as a backdrop two things. One, I want to use the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2. If you're ever looking for the Christmas, the Christmas story in Scripture, it's Luke, chapter 2. Luke, chapter 2. Yeah. And if you start with chapter 1, then you get the story of Mary and Mary's involvement with the Lord and how she became the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These two chapters are just magnificent. Luke chapter 2, I'm going to start reading in a moment at verse 8. And I'm going to read it in your hearing, but you'll hear it a little bit later in a different text, in a different tone uh, during the service. If you got it, say amen. I'm still looking for it, say not yet. I know we projected, but still some people want to look at it in their Bibles, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Luke wrote, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the city of David, town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those to whom his favor rests. I'm stop reading right there. About 58 years ago, shortly after I was born, actually, a television show was presented to TV viewing audiences that has captivated us these many years. And while most of us grew up watching it, I don't know how many of the younger people have had an opportunity to see it. I think it still has the same appeal it had when we first watched it. Of course, we didn't have as many television viewing options at that time, and so seeing this captivated us. But it captivated us who were in the believer's world because it was so unashamedly Christian in a medium that didn't seem to fit. It came to pass, to be honest with you, as a marketing ploy. It was, it was a marketing ploy that CBS and Coca-Cola got together and decided that they wanted to put together a Christmas special. And whether it was good or not, they actually came and they actually asked, let me not make that mistake. They actually came together and they pulled together Robert, um, the, the, the author of Peanuts, Charles Schultz, and they asked him to put together a comic for them. Well, they didn't realize that Robert, uh, Charles Schultz was an unashamed Christian, 
And he told them he would put one together, the only caveat being it has to tell the real story of Christmas. Now, this is America at that time. Telling the real story of Christmas may not have been so bad, but how do you put it into an animated format that people were going to listen to? And so we end up with him using his most famous characters, and I'm sure you'll recognize it when you see it. Turn it up. Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? No, not that one. Sure, Charlie Brown. I can get Not that one, the other one. I'm sorry. Try to catch snowflakes on your tongue. It's fun. Mmm. Make sugar. It's too early. I never eat December snowflakes. I always wait until January. I'm sorry. It's the one I sent you, Greg. It's called Greg. Snowflakes. I'm sorry. Try to catch snowflakes on your tongue. It's fun. Mmm. Make sugar. It's too early. I never eat December snowflakes. I always wait until January. They sure look right to me. So this, 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 Christmas, this Christmas clip, I mean, a cartoon that he put together was weird because he's marketing it to a general audience. By a show of hands, how many of you have seen the Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas, raise your hand. Yeah, just about. But what I think you may not have missed is some of the imagery and Christmas, I mean, and Christian themes that are in this, in this cartoon. So here we are in a secular way and we're trying to teach a broad audience and Charles Schultz comes in and he insists that none of the actors involved in it can be adults. All of them have to be children. Of course, finding children who are capable of doing this would be difficult at that time. Some of them were so young they couldn't even read and so they had to be fed uh, their lines a little bit at a time. Um, in order to make it sound. He wanted children because he wanted it to be authentic because who tells the story of Christmas better than children? And then he put a jazz track to it, which certainly isn't thrilling to some people, but of course it's become legendary, this jazz track. But the themes that came out of it and the personalities that he put into place, what I wanna try to teach you from today because I believe there's a little peanuts in all of us, all right? And I also believe there's some lessons to be learned from these characters that mirror who we are. 50 years later, I believe we can take 50 plus, almost 60 years later, I believe we can take a snapshot from Charlie Brown Christmas and answer the question that he posed. One question, does anyone know the real meaning of Christmas? 
That's, that's the question he posed. What is the real meaning of Christmas? Do I, do I have to just be uh, uh, in the Bible in order to know what the real meaning of Christmas is? And I came to challenge you and say today, absolutely not. People ought to be able to tell the real meaning of, Christian, of Christmas from Christians. But I think we, in fact, are the ones who give confused answers to what Christmas is all about. So we're going to talk about the true meaning of Christmas today, looking at just these characters. Snoopy is the one who seems to have the joy of Christmas in him. If you ever watched this cartoon, Snoopy is all in it. Snoopy is the one who goes out, he makes sure he's got all the decorations. How many of y'all know somebody like that? Before it even start, they got the decorations going. They're going to make sure they start early. They start putting decorations up in July. All right, they're ready for the decorations. And it doesn't take us long to understand that he's a Christmas fan. Yeah, yeah, he loves Christmas, but he loves Christmas for the fact that it's glitzy. That, that, that's what he wants. He wants all the bells, the bells and whist, uh, whistles. And for too many folk, the holy day that we celebrate has simply become a holiday. Not emphasis on the holy. And too many folks, Christmas has become a secular day that does not put emphasis on who the celebration is really about. And because of that, there are so many folks who do not understand what Christmas is all about. So it's easy to get caught up. How do you not get caught up in the hype of Christmas? I mean, everywhere you go, people are having parties. People are, are celebrating. They're giving you gifts. People you don't know are, are sharing with you. The songs on the radio, particularly those songs that we've been listening to all our, our lives, people, uh, uh, all the temps singing. Come on now. All of, the, all of the, 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 the major recording artists have to do a Christmas album. You have to do one. And so we got, we got, you know, don't let me start naming all the folk who got songs that remind you of Christmas. Let it snow. You know, they're going to they create the opportunity to put Christmas in your mind. But is that what Christmas? Is that what Christmas is all about? If Snoopy has his way, everybody on every block would celebrate with visuals about what Christmas is. It doesn't matter what's going on in the houses as long as the outer show is about celebration. But Snoopy's the one who does it externally. Lucy is the one who I think creates more of a problem for us because Lucy, and there's some Lucy's in here too. Yeah. For Lucy, Christmas is all about getting everything together making sure everything is in order. She got to be busy. She got to run everybody. She got to direct the play. Not only does she direct the play, she got to make sure she picks the right Christmas tree. It's got to be the perfect Christmas tree. Not only that, she takes a little time out so she can counsel Charlie Brown because Charlie Brown is struggling. Yeah. How many of you know Charlie Brown is about a kid who never fits in? He's chronically left behind. Charlie Brown is the kid who always feels like he's picked on. He always feels like he's laughed at. He always feels like somebody. He's the one, if you're going to talk about somebody in the group, Charlie Brown says it's going to be him. 
that you're going to talk about. And so he stays depressed and sad all the time. And this is the one who's looking for the real meaning of Christmas. And he's asking all his friends, tell me what Christmas is all about. The very first clip in this show shows Charlie Brown and his friend Linus. Linus is the one who carries the blanket. And Linus carries a blanket because he too has insecurities. The blanket is a comforting thing for him, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. So you got Charlie Brown, who is chronically depressed, and you have Linus, who has his own fears and insecurities. And Linus and Charlie are talking about Christmas. And what Charlie Brown says to Linus is this. He says, Linus, he said, it's Christmas, but I don't feel very Christmassy. He said, I got to be doing something wrong. He said, because I like getting gifts and I like, like sending cards, but at the end of the day, I'm just not happy at this time of the year. And let's be honest with ourselves. There are a whole lot of folk who get into this season of the year, and it does not matter how much tinsel you put up, don't matter how many lights you put on the tree, you just can't seem to get the happy up in your life. The joy does not seem to be coming because life seems to be putting too much on you and you start asking yourself is that wrong and i got i got i got to tell you today i came to relieve you of a burden it's normal for some people to be in that space there are some churches who have what's called silent night services silent night services it is simply a service it's almost like a prayer service and they simply have it where there's not a whole lot of singing high like we sing but it's more sedate singing and it's so that you can come and still be in a spiritual setting, but without being constantly reminded of all the issues that are going on in your life. Because think about it. Charlie Brown is saying, one scene he goes to the mailbox and there are no cards there in the mailbox for him. And he said, all I need is another holiday reminding me that nobody really cares for me. This is what we're seeing in this Charles Schultz has hit a chord, chord that's very relevant, Today, in a 58-year-old movie, he's telling us that everybody doesn't understand what Christmas is all about. Everybody doesn't understand the true meaning of Christmas because the issues of life tend to overwhelm us and show us that we are struggling. In fact, one sociologist said this. He said, uh, the difference between Snoopy who is busy but happy, and Lucy. See, Lucy is busy, but after a while her busyness turns to anger because everybody else won't get up to speed. And so she just gets frustrated because of all the stuff that she has to do. Anybody know somebody like that? Yeah, y'all don't want to help me with none of this. I come together, we have Christmas dinner, and, and don't nobody cook nothing but me. You can at least bring some plates to the dinner. It don't even make no sense. I cooked everything, and while everybody ought to be happy, the Lucys in our lives are simply frustrated. And the sociologist said this. He said, there are some people who you want to throw your arms around at Christmas, and then there's some other folk you just want to strangle. Yeah, because they make Christmas not fun anymore. Not, not, not fun. And I know some people, some Lucy's are ashamed to admit. Then there's the Sally's, Sally's. 
the Sallys of the world. Sally is Charlie Brown, probably don't have her on the slide. She's Charlie Brown's little sister, she's four. And guess what Christmas is all about for Sally? Sally, <laughs> all right? Yeah, Sally said, I just want what's coming to me, man. Yeah, just make sure I give me mine. Yeah, this is what he said, she says, she says, and wouldn't you expect a four-year-old to be focused completely on themselves? You have to teach them that there are other people involved in the process and that ultimately we deserve and we learn to get joy from giving. But at four years old, the only joy she gets is when somebody gives her something. And she lets her know, she said, all right, all right, Santa. When she, all she wants is her brother Charlie to help her write a letter to Santa. And he can't do it because he doesn't understand what the real meaning of Christmas is. And finally, she gets him to help write the letter, and she's so frustrated at that point, she said, look, Santa, you can't get the gifts I want, just give me some money. <laughs> and she said, preferably tens and twenties, all right? Think about it now, 1968, you getting tens and twenties, you getting to come up at that time, yeah. This is the view that people have of what Christmas is about. Some people are so self-centered. Now, I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. I'm not gonna ask you to reveal your true character in here right now. But some of y'all are still at a loose, I mean, at a sadly stage in your life. You may chronologically be much older, but for some reason, you still think Christmas is just about you. Just about what you can get, what you can ask for. And if you don't get what you want, you're not having a happy or a merry Christmas. This is an immature way of looking at what Christmas is all about. Can I tell you, in the world, nothing is all about you. I gotta tell you that, it, it just, life isn't like that. I don't care if you the boss, if you pay the cost, it doesn't matter, it's never just about you. It's never just about you. And in all of this, we still haven't gotten to what the authentic, true meaning of Christmas is. And it takes Charlie Brown's best friend, Linus, who is struggling himself, who has his own fears, who won't go anywhere in life. Watch, watch this now. He won't go anywhere in life without his blanket. He won't. You know, now, some of, us, some of us don't actually carry a blanket physically but we got some things that we carry with us that are just like a blanket. And they soothe us. Yeah, they soothe us. It takes Linus coming together to tell what the true meaning of Christmas is. And this is what he says to Charlie Brown on national TV in America in 1965. This is the music I selected for I guess you were right, Linus. I shouldn't have picked this little tree. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Linus, I want you to notice something that most people in the audience missed. Linus starts telling Charlie Brown what the Bible says that Christmas is all about. We wouldn't have a Christmas celebration but for scripture. We wouldn't have a Christmas celebration but for God deciding he was going to send his only son. That's what Christmas is all about. Lost in all the tinsel and trees, lost in all the gifts, is the true meaning that Christmas is about God sending his son to earth in the form of a baby to rescue us from the sins that we had created for ourselves. That's the true meaning of Christmas. But watch this now. The imagery that he created in this cartoon, Linus starts talking. He's holding on to what the earth protects him with. But when he gets to the point where he says, fear not, Linus drops his blanket. I came to tell you that whatever you holding on to that this world has that keeps you tied down, when you allow Christ to come into your life, you have something better to hold on to than what this world has. Now there's some people who will go back and say, Linus drops his blanket then when he says, fear not. He said, but he goes back and picks it up. This is true. A whole lot of us grab Christ and still have trouble letting go of the concerns of this world. That's simply the faith walk that we have to be on. All right, we will go back. Now I can tell you in scripture, Jesus tells you whom the Lord saves, he saves for real. Now, you are free indeed, he says, but we have to walk into an understanding of what that faith brings. I tell you, there's another scene in there. Charlie Brown has gone out, and Linus doesn't fully understand all of what Christmas is all about, because while he knows what the scripture says, he hasn't always allowed it to feed. And look, he quotes the scripture, the King James Version of the scripture, by heart. He didn't read it, which means he knew scripture. Somebody been taking line up to Sunday school. He quotes it, but he always, he doesn't always live it. Because at the beginning of the show, when Charlie Brown comes to him and he says, Linus, I'm just not feeling Christmas. He said, Charlie Brown, watch this now, this is his best friend. He said, Charlie Brown, he said, only you could take a holiday that's set aside for joy and laughter and good times and turn it into something sad. He said to him, Charlie Brown, he said, Lucy must be right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest of them all. This is the Charlie Browniest of them all. This is his best friend telling him this. Why, why are you saying that, Reverend Sparks? Because sometimes the people we talk to to help us aren't mature enough to help us get to the level that we need to. And because we spend so much time with them, 
We think that they have the answer, and I came to tell y'all today, they don't have the answer always. They don't have the answer for you, and they don't always have the answer for themselves. But the answer is out there, and so we found from the gang, the Peanuts gang, the true meaning of Christmas starts not externally from earth, but it starts eternally from heaven. God sent us the beginning of Christmas. The gift we got that's for every one of us is Jesus Christ. If we accept him, we cannot forget that that's the true meaning of Christmas. Now, now, now for some of us, and let's be honest, Christmas only brings up a reminder of negativity and sadness. It reminds us of who's not here. Not who we, of who's not here. Of people we want to celebrate with. People we can't celebrate with. And so it brings us that degree of sadness. And so for them, when people say cheer up and, 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 and have a great, a Merry Christmas, they don't, they don't see the Merry in it. All right? They simply see this despair. When Linus came to tell us that the joy you're looking for is not going to be of this world. I came to tell you today that Jesus Christ brings with him a joy that's eternal. And the joy comes from knowing that you and I can have an eternal life. It doesn't mean we're going to have always a happy or a good life. It doesn't even mean that we're going to always get the things in life that we want. But when we invest ourselves in what Christ came to do for us, I came to tell you that there's joy involved in it. Oh, oh, oh yeah, now I'd be the one to tell you right now that there are some people in my life I would love to have back with me. I would love to be able to celebrate these holidays with folk in my life who have been called on to glory. I'd love for my mama to be here just to celebrate with me, but that's not how the Lord said for it to be. And I could go down a whole list of people to tell you that I would have, but I came to celebrate with you for the ones that God has allowed me to be with. I came to tell you that I got a gift, not only from Jesus, but I got a gift of a wife. I got a gift of children. I got a gift of grandchildren. And it doesn't matter that nothing is ever placed in a box for me. I can still find the joy that comes with having those who I love and who are around me. Now, 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 now watch this now. Watch this. The first challenge is making sure you don't buy off into the commercialized version of Christmas. Stop right now. Slow down. You don't have to buy anybody anything. You do not have to spend money on anything. And if someone does not buy you something, it does not mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean they're not, you're not their favorite person on earth. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean you're not special because something in a box doesn't come to you. What it means is they simply didn't have what it took to get that present, but it doesn't stop them from letting you know that you are the one. Now watch this, watch this. Christmas isn't about a baby being born. Christmas is not about a baby being born. Christmas is about a savior being given. All right? 
Christmas can't just be about a baby being born. Because when you tell the story only from the perspective of a baby being born, you miss the whole subject. Jesus came in the form of a baby. But people want to keep Jesus in the, in the manger. Yeah, just like, just like Peanuts gang wanted to keep the great pumpkin in Halloween. Can I tell you, it doesn't mean anything if Jesus stays in the manger. You can't tell the story of Jesus just from the manger. You got to tell the story of Jesus from the manger and the cross. And if you don't tell the cross, then you haven't told why a savior was needed in the first place. Jesus Christ came, but he ain't a baby no more. He's all grown up, and not only is he grown up, we needed a, a grown-up Savior to be able to save us from our sins. And so that baby, the beauty in him coming is this. He was willing. You, 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 we miss it. Jesus was in heaven with God before everything was created. I'm going to say that again. Jesus was in heaven with God before the earth ever was. He was already in heaven with God. He didn't think it was beneath him to come to earth and live like us, to be born like us and grow for 33 odd years. Now think about it. Everything you had to do to grow up to be your age, Jesus had to do it too. This is God's son. That means he had to first be born. He had to be dependent on somebody to take care of him. And he wasn't born into wealth. He was born into a poor family. And so when the plan was laid, he didn't say, well, Daddy, if I'm going to go down there and be born, can you at least let me be born into some wealth so we got some, some, some stuff for us? No, his parents were, he was born to a mom and daddy that wasn't married. He was born to a mom and daddy that had no money. They had no home at the time because they had to leave and go to a place to be counted in the census. They traveled like they were hitchhiking. This is the family that Jesus came into. They were so poor that when they got to the place, they couldn't even buy a place to stay. Somebody had to give them a room for them to live in. There were not even any clothes to put Jesus in. When he was born, they had to borrow the old rags in the barn to wrap the Savior of the world in when he was born. This is what Jesus gave up for us. He left the riches in heaven, the riches in glory, to come down and be with us. And we want to leave him in the manger. But not only that, as he grew, he had brothers, and he had sisters. Do you think he grew up and wasn't picked on? Talked about? You think he didn't get mad sometimes? Where the Bible says in all points he was tempted and he never sinned, but he was a child. He was a child. He had to do chores. He had to do every single thing. I know Joseph had him out there working in the because Joseph was a carpenter. And so he had to take his oldest son with him when he went on jobs. This is Jesus. This is the one who would come and later save us. This is the same one who died on the cross for us, 
This is what Christmas is all about. And if he had not journeyed to the cross, then the cradle, the manger, would not mean anything. So celebrate the meaning of the crib. Celebrate the meaning of the manger. But you can only celebrate the meaning of the manger by celebrating the victory on the cross. If you don't put them both together, then it doesn't mean anything. And then we're mature enough to understand that we don't have a Jesus who's still on the cross. Our Jesus is not on the cross. Our Jesus was taken down from the cross when he was dead and he was resurrected three days later. That's the beauty of the celebration. Peanuts tells the story, but it only tells part of the story. I came to tell you the rest of the story today that Christmas is a celebration because Jesus Christ came and died for us and was resurrected. Watch this now. Though Jesus was already in heaven, the gift he gave to you was to come here and rescue you. If that's not a gift, I don't know what is. Now, I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm out of your way. If you don't think that was enough, get in trouble and see who you can call to come get you. Get in trouble and go down your list of people and see which one of them is going to drop what they're doing to come and get you. Not many folk will come cross town to get you out of trouble. And Jesus came from heaven. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debt to pay. You don't understand, but Jesus himself has already made a way for us. And that, my friend, is a gift worth keeping for every one of us. Jesus Christ is the real meaning of Christmas. I came to tell you today that that gift is available to you. But like any other gift, if you don't open it, then it just stays under the tree. Are you here today? Do you understand that he came for you and he died for you? Are you willing to accept his gift? Are you willing to accept what Jesus Christ has brought to you and that's eternal life? Eternal life, that means forever, forever life. Simply by accepting him. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to what people tell you, everybody ain't going to heaven. Everybody's not going to heaven. Now there's a process that the Bible says you have to go through to get to heaven and that process starts with believing in Jesus Christ, having faith in him and accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And so if you've never done that before, I'm happy to extend to you this invitation right now. Somebody in here needs to give themselves a gift of eternity. Today's the day. Now's the time. Hold on a second. Let me give you another one. Hold on. In the movie, Linus drops his blanket when he tells you to fear not. And then he picks his blanket up again. 
There's one other time in the movie, in the show, that Linus drops his blanket. And that's when Charlie Brown has picked out his Christmas tree. We laugh at it now because when somebody brings in a little scrawny Christmas tree, people say, that's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. The one that's, that's kind of weak. But as you can see in the picture right there, Linus has dropped his blanket again. He dropped it and he laid his blanket around the bottom of the tree. He laid his blanket around the bottom of the tree. And when he did, when he did, the tree came to life. People miss that. When Linus dropped his blanket the second time, when he gave up his insecurities to help somebody else, he said, to, he said his statement at the time was, maybe the tree just needs a little love and he laid his blanket at the base of the tree. And that's the way it looked afterward. It came and sprang to life. Can I tell you, some of us just need a little love. Some of us just need to hug and love on somebody. That's all they've been waiting on. That's the connecting point that they're missing. And I'm inviting you right now. Come on, try this little love right now. His name is Jesus. Come to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Come to Jesus. 